Hello, everybody. How are you? I hope everybody's doing amazing. Today is Tuesday, October 11th. It's like officially nine days from my birthday. Can't believe it. So exciting. (laughs) But I hope everybody had a great weekend. I hope that you're already having a great start to your week. And yeah, lately, me and my husband have been having some chill weekends, which I totally appreciate. I feel like for like a good month and a half, we were literally packed full every single day, every weekend. So these chill weekends have been really appreciative. Like we'll do one thing like on one day and then the rest of the days, like we can just like relax and hang out. And obviously it's football season and men, I know you love your football. So we just, you know, watch football, cook. It's been really nice actually. I think this weekend I want to do something fall, like go to a pumpkin patch or maybe apple picking or something. Like I'm just craving like a fall activity because it's like truly fall now. It's cold here. I'm freezing. I put my heat on this morning. So like I'm cold. And yeah, if you have a significant other, do you, I have a question for you. Do you struggle with the temperature in the house? Because we do. He likes it like an igloo in here and I just don't, you know, I want to at least be able to feel my toes and fingers. So is this like a normal thing? Because we have, this is a big dilemma in our household. He wants the house to be at like 60 degrees and like frost on the ground. And here I am like, let's please keep it at least above 68. So it's a, um, definitely a conflict in our marriage. Luckily it's a conflict that it's not like a big deal. So that's good. But yeah, you know what I mean? It's just like, ugh, it's very hard. Sometimes it's hard living with a man because like, I feel like some of them are just like made of iron and don't get cold. But anyways, that is, um, the time of the year that it is now. It's a very like weird stage where you don't know what to put the AC on, don't know what to put the heat on. And that is currently what we're dealing with. So yeah. I'm going to get my brows laminated tomorrow and I'm so excited. I usually just do it myself, but I haven't like really ever gotten them like professionally laminated and I'm going to tomorrow. So I'm super excited about that. I'll let you know how I like it. Just I'll post it on my Instagram and my TikTok. Um, But I'm very excited about that. I actually have gotten a lash lift before and I hated it. And it stinks because like a lot of people ask me like, do you like lash lifts? Do you tint your lashes? Like, etc. And I literally don't because I got a lash lift one time. I think my eyelashes are just too long that when she did like the perming solution and curled them up, it like, they like went, they like curled like a C, like a C curl. So like my lashes look shorter. I really just didn't like it at all. So when people ask me, I like, I can't really like suggest, should suggest them to get it done because I'm just like, personally, I did not like my experience. So maybe I need to go to somewhere else. I don't, I don't know. I do tint my lashes at home sometimes. I haven't done it in months, but I do tint my lashes and my brows once in a while, and I really enjoy that because I just laminate them and do that myself. So yeah, I'm getting a lamination and a tint tomorrow, and I'm very excited about it. I feel like a lot has happened in the past week. Like Just a bunch of like random crap has happened. Um, I got a new car about a year ago. It's going to be a year next month, 
and I got this like weird bubble on my tire and I've been, my car just like feels different. Like I feel like there was like a little vibration and I don't know, it just didn't, it wasn't as smooth. And I took my car to get an oil change and, um, detailed and stuff the other day. And I look at my tire and I'm like, Oh my God, what the hell is that? It's like a massive bubble on my tire. Well, turns out the tires that the people that I bought, well, the, the company, the dealership that I bought my car from put on tires that you can literally buy at Walmart. So they're like really bad tires. And now I have to get four new tires. So that's great. I love being an adult. That's just like something that we all have to deal with. Yeah. So, you know, thousand dollars on some new tires. I totally didn't expect to spend that, but oh, well, I guess that's just comes with the glories of being an adult and owning a car. But anyways, let's get into something that I wanted to talk about today. Something that um, I have noticed a lot of people flooding my um, comment box with, which is like, sorry, I don't want to swear, but like shitty friends and um, dealing with like huge major uh, things that happen in your life. Like how do you get past it? Um, And I thought that would be a good topic to talk about because as I've told you guys, like over the past year, a bunch of like major life things have happened to me and I really had to change the way I live and change the way I think. And it just, I, I give credit to what has happened to me, to me being the person that I'm proud of now. So I think that would be good to talk about because I know it's so hard and I know a lot of people have major just occurrences that happen in their life that are pretty life-changing and they don't really know how to deal with it. So I figured I could just take you a little bit through my mind in that time and just hopefully it could help you out in any way. Starting with not good friends, I think that this is something that I really had to experience to open my eyes to who my real friends were. And um, honestly, it really comes out in major life events. So for example, like my career, like I, you know, I started doing content creation. I was getting married. I got engaged. Like these are the kind of things that make people show who their true colors are. And it 1000% did for me. So I think that, um, if you're struggling with not good friends, you need to look at like full, like the full picture, you know? And what I mean by that is, you know, if you are not having major life occurrences and you really just want to know who your real friends are, just look at if they're clapping for you in the back, like look at if they're encouraging you to be a better version of yourself. Are they cheering you on when you have wins? Like these kind of things are really big in finding good friends. And also the problem is that when we get friends and we're friends with them for years, we kind of get comfortable with their, um, just the way that they are and maybe habits that they have. And, um, we kind of shut our eyes to personality traits that someone may have that are actually like not good in a friendship, but yeah, bad friends are everywhere. And sometimes we don't even notice it, but a big one that I have come across is jealousy. Um, I really do feel like I had some people in my life who had jealousy problems. And when all of these things happened to me um, at the same time, such as getting engaged and whatever, getting married, I feel like um, insecurities did come out in some people that I knew. And um, this 
is very common. I've spoken to people about it before and especially people in the bridal industry and they say, oh my God, this happens all the time. You see who your true friends are, like when big things happen in your life. And I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, I cut out some people like literally right after I got engaged because I just didn't need that negativity around me, which also at the same time I was going through personal things, not not regarding wedding and stuff like that. So, um, I just had, it was like double whammy. So I had like two major things happen to me and like, it was like, I need to figure out who's, who's supportive of me and my decisions and, um, what I was going through and like who was supportive to like my, my future and my husband and getting married and who's going to help me. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it was just like two different things happening at the same time. So I saw the full scope of like who a friend was. And to me, it was very eye opening. They do say as you get older, your circle gets smaller, and I couldn't agree more with that. Um, as you get older, you just don't put up with anything, any bullshit anymore, to be honest and completely frank. You just don't want to. And um, I just was going through like so many different things at the same time. I was like, all right, you know what? Why am I giving anybody any attention or, you know, putting in any effort towards friendships that are making my life harder. You know what I mean? So like that is, I literally live by that. If you're not making my life easier and you're not making me a better person slash just bringing quality to my life, then I don't need it in my life. And that's out of all respect. It's just, I know what I deserve. I value myself and I value me as a friend, um, a sister, a daughter, you know what I mean? Like I value myself as a person and I know that I deserve the same that I give other people. So I'm never going to allow any relationship in my life to be less than, than that. You know, it's just important to me that I give out the same that I receive. You know what I mean? It's just important. And it's important to anybody because you should not be putting out more effort or putting out more love and energy than you get back. That's that your balance is going to be so off. Think about like a, think about like the balance on a Libra um, horoscope, right? It's you, you have the two trays and the balance. Like if it's off, one's going to be higher, one's going to be lower. It's just how it works. And you don't want to be the one who's carrying the more weight because it's just not, first of all, it's not good for your mental health and it's not good for any relationship in any relationship, no matter what kind of relationship it is, it's a two-way street. It's got to be balanced. You got to be giving out the same that you're receiving. So when you are looking at friends and people in your life, you really need to think about that. You really need to think about, are they giving me the same love, attention, effort that I'm giving them? It's very important. I believe that it's like the key to a good relationship is balance. And that kind of like trickles into, you know, relationships with your significant other. Like me and my husband, for example, like we balance each other out, literally balance each other. Sometimes we can be so alike, but sometimes we can be so opposite. Like I'm super social and like I'm loud and he's quiet and to himself. Like, you know what I mean? So you just have to have balance in every single aspect because it works. And like I said, friends will, you know, show their true colors when big things happen to you. And I guess that'll just lead into the next part of that question or that topic that I was talking about, which is like how to deal with huge things that happen in your life. Cause everybody deals with things differently. And I think I'm not going to say bad things 
that happen to you are good, but like sometimes they are. Like sometimes we need our world to just be upside down for us to realize what truly matters and what truly like is the most important to you. You know what I mean? Like last year I did something that I never would have thought I had to do. And in the beginning you're like, "Oh my god, like why is this happening to me? Like what did I do to deserve this?" But at the same time, like I look back now and I'm like, holy crap, like, thank God that happened to me because now like, look, look at me now. Like I'm so much more confident. I, you know, I figured out like what I needed to do. I, it it benefited me in the long run. Like I am better without this specific person in my life or these people in my life. Like it just sometimes, again, sometimes we need our world to be shook for us to realize things that we should have maybe done a long time ago. And I think that looking at situations that way really helps, really, really helps the healing process, really helps grief, really helps a lot of different things. And I feel like major occurrences like that sometimes are blessings in disguise. I truly believe that um, everything happens for a reason. I believe in that to the core. And I think that sometimes we don't see it that way. Sometimes we pity ourselves and um, we need someone to tell us like, hey, like stop pitying yourself because this is happening and you need to deal with it now. Like stop, you know, sitting around, moping around, crying around. I know that sounds a little harsh and I'm sorry if it does, but it's true. There's some things that happen to people that, I mean, you choose your own outcome to how you come out of a situation. You can sit there and cry every single day or you can get up and figure out how this event is going to make you better, how this event is is going to shape who you are in the next season of your life. You know what I mean? It's just like you really need to think about situations deeply and without emotion sometimes because the logic kind of gets lost um, when you have too much emotion. And showing emotion is amazing, you know, being emotional and having different feelings and being open about those feelings are extremely, extremely good. I'm not saying it's not, but I'm saying in specific situations, you need to put logic over emotion and think, okay, my next step, you know, is this in my healing process. Like I need to, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm trying to explain it in the best way possible without being too harsh. I just think that Sometimes instead of looking at a situation and being like, okay, you know, like this happened for a reason and this is happening, I need to deal with it. People just get way too like pity of themselves and like feel bad for me kind of like thing. I just think that that's the wrong way of looking at situations. And if I could have done that, you know, I could have done that in my situation and could have said I had trauma from it, but you know, I didn't. And I looked at the situation and said, okay, how is this going to make me better? Like, what is this teaching me? And I, I'm telling you the reason, the reason why I am the person I am today to this day is because I thought like that. And is because I took a situation and benefited from it instead of pitying myself. And I'm going to say, um, I could have gone a different way. You know what I mean? Like it could have been something that I sat around and, was was sad about every day and let it affect my life like i i could have done that but i didn't i didn't and i will say cutting out friends cutting out family cutting out people that are still alive is like grieving a person that's still living it's very very hard it's very hard and um it's 
sometimes harder than someone grieving someone who has passed away. Most times it's, it's harder than that. So I understand that it's hard and it's scary uh, when it comes to like friends and that kind of stuff. I, I know this is kind of like backtracking a little bit, but if you know that you have someone in your life that's not good for you and is bringing you down and is not a good like addition to who you are, then the the logical decision is typically to cut them out. And I know that it's really hard to have to um, do that, especially if you're literally grieving someone who's alive. So I get it. I know it's hard, but I do think when dealing with huge, um, you know, life events that happen to you, um, you really need to think about the long-term outcome and just really try to learn from every situation that you go through. Cause I think everything that everyone goes through is a learning situation. And I think that we can all become better from what we go through as humans and everyone has a different life. So different things may happen to one person, then they're going to happen to another. And in most cases, that's exactly how it goes. So I do think that it, um, has a lot to do with our mind and the way we, um, think and the way we take care of ourselves and the way that we move on in our life. I also strongly believe the more that happens to someone, the more um, intelligent they become because I don't know, I just feel like the more like um, hands-on, just like crap you got to go through, just the more wise you are. And I do believe that it shapes you into who you are. You know, I just think that I've learned so much about myself, you know, about, you know, throughout the past year. And I think that not saying I'm not wishing anything upon anybody, but I think that people who experience trauma and experience really hard situations are just so in tune with themselves that they think this way because they just learn like, how am I dealing with this? You know, how is this making me better, etc. Talking to people also helps a lot. Um, for me, talking about like things that have happened to me and things um, that I've gone through really helps me. And literally, my husband has to listen to me all the time, which is great. But like, I love talking about it. it; makes me feel better. So that's why I feel like people really benefit from therapy, especially because talking to someone that's like an unbiased opinion is very. Um, helpful. It just really is helpful. And I understand why therapy is so, so, so valuable to so many people. So that would be, um, you know, just like my thinking when it comes to how to get through something, how to get through something that has really affected you. I think talking about it is so, so important and just letting yourself feel, but also allowing yourself to grow from the situation. Like feel, but don't stay in the feeling stage. You need to feel and then grow from it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think this is something that's really important and I feel like this is a great thing to talk about. So I just wanted to give my insight on that and yeah, just um, my condolences to obviously anybody who's going through something. I know it's a very confusing time, but I promise if you think about it in the right way, you'll get through it. But let's get into some questions. I had quite a few of them and I wanted to go over at least like six of them. Um, To start, I like this question, how to get rid of acne on a budget. Panoxyl is like the best drugstore um, acne solution ever. It is a foaming cleanser. It is amazing. So if you can get your hands on that, that is going to be the best for your acne. This is just one product. Obviously you 
got to go in with a moisturizer, et cetera. But um, for fast acting, acne taming, um, that Panoxyl foaming wash is absolutely amazing. I heard a lot of content creation questions, and this one is, um, have you considered being a full-time content creation creator? I am. I am a full-time content creator for sure. Um, I just have two full-time jobs. So as you can imagine, it's very time-consuming, but I love it, and it's worth it to me. So I am currently doing both of these full-time. I know that sounds impossible, but it, that I, I, swear, I promise you I'm doing this full-time. I work literally from the moment I open my eyes to the moment I go to bed. So yeah. Tips or suggestions for getting rid of facial hair. So facial hair can actually go a lot deeper than literally just being hair on your face. It could be hormonal. A lot of people who suffer from PCOS or PCOS, I don't even, I don't know if it's specifically called PCOS, but that's how I say it, um, suffer from um, facial hair growth, like rapid facial hair growth because of the hormone imbalance. And also hormones have a lot to do with facial hair growth as well. I actually suffer with, um, just a little bit, I don't suffer, but I have a few like dark, dark, dark hairs that grow on my chin and it's, I know it's hormonal. It's super, super bizarre. It happened to me when I got my IUD and it, I like, it just, it never went away, but I know it's hormonal and I know, um, growing hair on your face where, whether it be on your chin or your neck is hormonal. And then obviously it's hereditary as well. Like it has to do a lot to do with your genes and I'm Brazilian. So my hair is very dark and I I grew a lot of hair. Like growing up, I had like darker hair on my legs and my arms and stuff like that. But then like maybe someone who was Irish, you know what I mean? So it's just like has a lot to do with um, your nationality as well. And I'm not saying that in a bad way at all, but because I I go through it. So it has a lot um, to do with that and hormones, but suggestions for getting rid of it would either be laser. Obviously, that is um, more of a long-term solution or dermaplaning. But you have to be careful with dermaplaning because if you have very oily and um, acne-prone skin, dermaplaning can cause a lot of breakouts. So it really just depends on your skin type as well. But if you want like a long-term solution, laser would be the best. And they have this um, electrolysis. That's what it's called, electrolysis. It's like a laser treatment like at the root of your hair. And they do one hair at a time. It's very interesting. I personally got laser hair removal um, on my bikini area. And it was the most life-changing thing I've ever done for myself. It changed my life. <laughs> like it was so amazing. I, I stand by it to this day. You struggle really bad because my hair is like very thick and sparse. So I used to struggle really bad with ingrown hairs, razor bumps, all that stuff. And laser took it away. It, it's amazing. So eventually I'll do like my legs and stuff like that. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Um, but yeah, I, I recommend laser hair removal. I, I've gone through it and I think it's, um, definitely worth your money. I highly recommend. The next question, will you ever do a giveaway for people outside of the USA too? Absolutely. I just have to figure out the logistics of it, but I will 1000% try my next giveaway to be outside of the country as well, because I obviously want to be able to give you guys that as well. I just have to figure out how to do that. Okay. Next question. Do I need a prescription for tretinoin? Yes. You need a prescription from your dermatologist, but you can also get tretinoin on like Nurex and, or any telemed. It's still going to be a prescription. You're still going to be talking to a dermatologist. It's just um, over the phone versus having to go into a doctor's office, which is why I love Nurex. Nurex is great. 
I have, that's where I personally get my tretinoin and I've never had an issue with them. They're so great. I really enjoy, um, getting my stuff from them. This is a good one. Cause it's kind of like a little product review. Um, thoughts on the Costa spray. Should I get it on the upcoming Sephora sale? I have tried the Costa spray now for about a week. It's a spray on serum. It's really good. It's really good guys, especially for before, um, makeup because like doing my skincare in the morning is my skin prep is different than before I do my makeup. So I like to have like a nice hydrating serum and a hydrating moisturizer before I do my makeup. And the serum is amazing. I also love facial sprays. So it's just like a double win for me. And I highly recommend, I think it's really great. I will say I'm not crazy about the smell. I think it's a little weird, but it, it, it's good. It like made my skin absolutely glisten. This next question will be the last one and it's pretty good. Um, how to deal with sebaceous filaments. If you guys don't know what a sebaceous filament is, it's probably the little things you have on your nose. It's like a collection of dead cells around the hair follicle, which makes it look like a blackhead. They are very annoying and very, very, very common. And even though they look like a blackhead, they're not blackheads actually. It's um, and very interesting. They're more of a clearish yellow color versus like a black dot, but they can be treated um, the same way. Usually, again, like I said, they're usually on the nose, the cheeks or the chin. And um, you can treat it with salicylic acid, like the liquid exfoliant from Paula's Choice is like the best um, little BHA liquid exfoliant I've tried. I love it. I use it all the time. I talk about it all the time. You guys know this, but salicylic acid's great. But it's going to kind of just break down that buildup and clear out that area. So I think that um, treating of BHA, any liquid exfoliant would be really helpful to get rid of those, but they are very annoying. And it's interesting because sebaceous filaments have a lot to do with like the structure of the actual pore on your skin. So the most, like if you get them all the time, it's because like your pore is like structured in a specific way. It's very interesting. It's, it's hard to kind of explain, but it's like more so of a permanent kind of thing versus like more blackheads are more so temporary. It's just sebaceous filaments. If you struggle with sebaceous filaments, you are probably going to get them again, but you can definitely keep them at bay and keep them away with, um, salicylic BHA, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I figured we would end it there. Um, some really good questions and I wanted to get through a few of them, but yeah, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I know that, um, it kind of was a deep one, but I do hope that it gives you um, some comfort and helped you in any way. And yeah, this weekend is literally going to be mid-October. Can't believe that we're flying by. And I'll let you know if I make my husband take me to do fall activities this weekend. <laughs> but I hope you guys have a great weekend, great week, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye! Stripe.